Hello and welcome to Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. On today's episode, I have my teacher and yoga mentor, Carrie Treister, with us today. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How's your day going? You're in Florida right now, right? I am. It's good. It's warm. A nice change from Cleveland. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, so what's new? Anything? I feel, I haven't seen you in forever. I actually, know. like even before COVID, like my, our schedule, my schedule got crazy and I couldn't even come practice with you anymore. I miss you. <laughs> I know. I miss you too. I feel like with COVID, it's, it's kind of crazy how long it's been since there's been a, so with COVID, it has been so strange to not see people in a studio for where are we at now seven months yeah ish (laughs) and yeah and at first I was doing a lot of online stuff a lot of zoom a lot of youtube live and I felt really connected with everyone still because I wasted no time in getting started on that and it made it feel like there wasn't this crazy pandemic going on. Right. I mean, outside of the fact that we were all like in our homes and not physically together, I still felt really connected with students, with friends. I feel like we made these quick adjustments to be able to stay in touch with each other and it was it was kind of nice to be home for a little while mm-hmm. as someone who's always on the go, always going from one studio to the next, one class to the next. And I found that, I don't know, maybe in May or June, I was starting to feel a little burned out. Yeah, you were doing, doing so a lot much online. Online, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was I was doing more work teaching online than I was when I would just teach and even lead teacher training and just do it regularly, Mm -hmm. like in person. It is amazing how much more work it is to just, you know, set up the links to make sure that they're in the emails. So when people sign up, they get the link sent to them, you know, that no one's having any problems with things. And then if something needs to be edited, some of the YouTube stuff I would edit, just the beginning and the end when we would be chatting before and after class, I would cut that out. Um, and even the Zoom stuff, I was recording the audio to be able to have that to load to the site so that people had different ways to access classes if the live stuff didn't work in their schedule. Right. So it was definitely an interesting experience, but something that I had wanted to build on for a while. And I had set up the YouTube. I had set up some of the other stuff I needed. I just, I don't know if I was lazy or I was, I had a little doubt. And if I put all this effort in, will people use it? Like, is it something that people need? Right. Or are they you know, I'm just going to go to my studio and go to class. And, and if I can't make it to class one day, then I take the day off 
rather than, oh, now I have something I can access. Mm-hmm. You know, and with all the apps out there, I questioned, is it worth putting putting so much time and effort into it? But I found that um, quite a few people do the YouTube classes. And I think there's definitely a market for it. Yeah. Even as an individual. Um, and you're probably noticing that too. So it's it's been cool to see that, yeah. you know, exploring and tapping into something, I guess, different or something that now every yoga teacher, every studio is starting to, to learn and navigate. Mm-hmm. But I think it's great because it makes the practice and us as teachers and people more accessible to students all over the place whether they're you know in Germany or they're in London or they're in Florida or in Cleveland or LA or somewhere yeah still all practice together which was really really cool I like that (laughs) um can you tell us about your journey and how you first got introduced to yoga I know you've been practicing for a very long not a you started when you were young. <laughs> you're you're a lot younger than me, so <laughs> Yeah, sure. So when I was uh how old was I? Fourteen, I had scoliosis surgery. And after the surgery, I was left with about thirteen fusions, titanium rods, screws, pins, you name it, they're there. And it left me with less mobility than I had before, although before I had a lot of pain when I would do certain things, the closer it got to my surgery. So prior to six months to a year before my surgery, the pain wasn't bad at all, and I was really, really active. And then it got kind of uncomfortable. And so... After the surgery, my doctor told me, you know, you have to keep your core strong. Otherwise, you'll have pain, likely long term, mm-hmm. you know, forever. And so immediately I did what I could at home. This was like back in the times where there might have been one or two yoga studios around. Right. Uh, I think it was really just starting to move in to the Cleveland area Mm -hmm. and I would just do DVDs at home. I did Pilates, like Matt Pilates. I did yoga. I did stability ball work and I, and I enjoyed all of it. And I think it made me stronger or at least strong enough that I wasn't really having any pain. Yeah. Once I was healed and so I did that stuff at home. I used to be a an avid rollerblader. And Aww. so I would rollerblade <laughs> everywhere with my friends. Yeah, we were always on a rollerblade. And in – I'm trying to think of what year it was. I think it was 2005 or 2006, somewhere around there. My sister and a really good friend of ours invited me. And convinced me, because I was doubtful if I'd be able to do anything, to a yoga class at Cleveland Yoga when they were back in the Hamptons apartment complex in the oh. little center in the little center area. 
And it was just like an old apartment almost that was cleared out and opened up that they used as their space, like in, in the community center. And I was hooked. It was a packed class. It was a power yoga basics, I believe with Parker. And I left feeling amazing. And I was shocked because I really went in with the mindset of, I can't do this. I won't be able to do half the moves because my mobility is limited and it will always be limited. There's, there's nothing really around that. It's no pushing. It's no adjusting muscles and certain things I just can't do. And I won't be able to do, which is fine. But I think at that time I not, I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I was just like, well, I can't do this. So I don't need to go or I won't go. It'll be a waste of time. And so I was hooked. I started, they had like a two week special, I think, or one week special or something. And I did it, went six or seven days a week and then joined and was going six or seven days a week for oof, at least a year or two. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't miss a beat and it was, I would, I might've been out the night before partying, but I was at yoga the next morning yeah. at like eight or 9am, <laughs> like religiously. And I was in college at the time. So hence the partying, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it took me to a place that I just, I, I don't think I knew existed within myself. And I was also only like 19. So yeah. 20 when I, 18 or 19, I think when I went, to, when I went to a physical class. Um, and it was, it was life changing because about a year into the practice, I remember bugging the owner a lot about if she would ever do a yoga teacher training. And she's, she kept telling me, you know, it's something we're thinking about. It's something I'm working on. And I think I nagged her and I didn't know her well at this point. And I remember nagging and nagging and nagging. And then they announced that they're moving to their new location, which is where they are now. And I immediately, I'm like, are you going to do a teacher training there? (laughs) And sure enough, she ends up putting one together. And this was in 2008. I did my first teacher training. I took my first teacher training Mm -hmm. um, in the spring. And I was a senior in college. And I, the schedule was kind of weird, but for whatever reason, it worked with my classes and I was able to participate and the rest is kind of just where I've grown to get to now was after training, I took whatever jobs I could Mm -hmm. and I never went into any other work after college. I went straight into this because of the time, the timing was kind of perfect. Right. And I got experience. I studied with some other local teachers and um, I started kids yoga programs in Beechwood, Orange and Solon after school. Uh And it was really fun. I had taken a kids teacher training also just to have some knowledge on what I could do with the kids. Right. But kids were a comfort zone at the time because I had worked in theater and I had assistant directed and led little kids theater classes. 
Mm-hmm. So it was just an age group that I was, you know, okay working with. Yeah. And that was really fun. And it just opened my eyes to the possibility of what could be done within this whole realm of yoga. And during all of that, when I was working on the kids stuff is when Lifetime opened. Okay. And I went and auditioned because they had a audition process. You had to send them like a headshot, your resume. Yeah. And then we waited at a hotel and we got called in and it was being, it was like being on like an American like- Idol. There was like a panel of people <laughs> or like an audition for like, you know, dance or, or music. Right. And we go, I go in and the mat set up, they have weights because they're auditioning like every uh, style for the gym. And I go in and they, you know, ask me to teach. It was literally, I think, two minutes long. And they wanted me to teach and to practice while I did it. And so I went in and I taught and did, I would say, half of a sun A. So a few poses. And they were like, thank you. That was great. Love your leggings. (laughs) And I left. And I went home and I cried. I was like, this Aww. is horrible. I was like, I definitely didn't get the job. They kept me in there for, you know, um, two minutes. Yeah. And didn't talk to me or nothing. And I was, I was so distraught over it and so discouraged. And anyhow, fast forward, I got a second interview and then I had to interview with the GM. And I ended up working there. And I got some amazing opportunities working for the company. I ended up being invited to study with Johnny Kest, who at the time was the national director of yoga. And I took a few of his teacher trainings and then got the go to be able to lead his teacher trainings. That's so cool. Yeah. And it was really fun. It, it definitely helped develop me into the person that I am Mm -hmm. and also gave me some confidence and motivation to be able to do my own thing and to say, Hey, there's a, there's a market and B, if you can do this here, you can do this anywhere. And I also had the opportunity to lead regional training. So it kind of gave me a taste of who I was on a leadership level in addition to me as a teacher and, you know, just as myself. Yeah. And so in 20, that was from 20, I think I started leading trainings for him in 2012, 2011 or 2012. And then I left Lifetime in 2015 but I had been there overall since 2010. Um, I left at the end of 2015 and I took a job at Three Sisters Yoga, which was Sir, awesome. I, met you. <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I know. And I've met so many wonderful people there. Uh, it's, it was, it was such a, a great place. And when I was there, I kind of just pitched the idea to the girls. Uh, one day and said, you know, hey, would you guys be interested? I, 
I have this whole thing approved by Yoga Alliance. I created it. I have a manual. And they looked at it and they were like, yeah, let's give it a try. And we had no idea if it would grow, if there was really enough interest. And so we led the first training and we got people. It was fun. It was my first time, you know, doing it outside of something that was just, you know, that I had experienced and that was given to me from a manual standpoint. Right. And so I got to use what I created, got to see what worked, what didn't, you know, each time I lead training, it evolves a little bit more. And from there, it just kind of exploded and grew. And we were leading one or two trainings a year for the last few years. And it's been such a pleasure getting to meet all the amazing people that I have met through teacher training. Yeah. And you're one of those people. And so it's really cool to be here with you talking about it and also talking about it to someone who's been through it. Yeah. That teacher training, like, a lot of us are all still in contact with each other and do things. It's just, it was like a life changing experience. It was amazing. Like, um, so with mo- like most people, they get involved with any form of exercise, specifically like yoga, sometimes for, well, me, the asana part, like the yoga body. And I will say you were probably the first teacher that started introducing me that I listened and paid attention to with like the eight limbs of yoga, the yoga sutras, but you still had like a kick ass class (laughs) while doing the spiritual side and all of that. Like, and I, I listened to it, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there, and there's a fine line between like where it's so physical and there's not, it's just the poses, it's just the moves. And it might leave you feeling a certain way. But then and then there's the whole other end of it that's very spiritual. And it's, it's tough to find that balance where you're not necessarily too much of one, Mm -hmm. and not the other. But where you can hopefully connect with with both sides, right? Like and merge them together, which is You know, I think it's one of those things that the more you do it and the more you practice, the more you learn, the more that that kind of just organically happens. Yeah. So that you can, you can reach the people that come for the spiritual and you can reach the people that come from or come for the physical. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite style of yoga to practice? Mm. It's funny. It's kind of a loaded question, you know, depending on my mood. But I will say I used to really be drawn to the hot, sweaty, really fast, loud music, like jam out flow with really great messaging. Mm -hmm. And I think as my practice has evolved and as I've evolved as a person, I... I'm not as attracted to that anymore. My body also does just doesn't keep up with it. It doesn't feel good on my body anymore where it used to. 
Yeah. And I think because it doesn't feel good in my body, it doesn't feel good in my mind either. Right. Um, so now I'm a little more drawn. I still love a really powerful, challenging, like kick-ass class. Um, but it doesn't have to be, you know, 108, 110 degrees anymore. Um, I still love a good playlist, but I'm really drawn to teachers that leave me feeling great, that leave me feeling in my own power where I can do this, where I just, I'm trying to put it into words. I I guess just where I'm, I'm left feeling in my greatness, you know, I'm left in greatness. I'm left feeling strong and not depleted. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though sometimes you just want to go to the class that just kicks your butt and like you can't move after. Right. Those are are good too. There's nothing wrong with them. But I found that that within my personal practice, slowing things down a bit, which doesn't mean it's easier. Sometimes it's actually harder. I get a lot stronger. It's Mm -hmm. it's physical and mental strength versus just checking out for an hour and then when that fast stuff's over I'm like back my mind's running a thousand miles a minute still yeah where if I slow it down I feel physically stronger I also notice a difference I notice a physical change in my body I notice my my mind slows down and I'm really invested in the moment a bit more Mm mm-hmm And I think it also, as students and as teachers, it gives us a moment to really be in the pose. Yes. And I I really, I think when I was younger, I don't know if I, I knew where I wanted to be. And so that idea of exploration and figuring out who we are or I was, the fast stuff kind of worked because that's where I was in my life. And Mm -hmm. now I'm a little more grounded in my life. And so I feel like my practice reflects that. Yeah. So it it depends on my mood. But I like a powerful class. I like slow flow as long as I feel challenged in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to like yin a little bit more. Like a whole class of yin. A little more. It just doesn't always feel good on on my body. Yeah. Yin is still hard for me. It's hard for me to hold poses that long that my mind starts to wander. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably why I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> um, what challenges does yoga help you overcome? I know we've kind of yeah. mentioned some yeah, things. A little bit. I have found that it helps me overcome doubt because I, for whatever reason, self-doubt shows up more than it should. And I think that when I come to my mat or when I go to share the practice, probably even more, the self-doubt kind of dissolves. Mm-hmm. And it brings me to a place of I can versus can I? (laughs) Oh yeah. And it motivates me then to push beyond my limits. 
I, I yeah. think it's easy to get stuck and it's especially in these times where we're not much is happening. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get stuck and it's just a really good reminder that nothing is permanent. Exactly. You know, that this too yeah. will change. So, and I think that that is my big reminder and just get out of my own way. Yeah. I need to practice that too. <laughs> Sometimes it's really good. I'll have like a real good stretch and then I, I kind of go back into the hole and have to be pushed back out. Oh, <laughs> I know. Back out. Yeah. That's what I tried to start doing, like meditating in the morning when I first wake up. And then I would do, I would work out and then start work and then get the kids up. And then I found that I can't really do that because then I get, you know, like, let's go, let's go, let's go off to school, let's do this. So I need to get them off to school and then I can come back and take more time to get centered and grounded myself. (laughs) Oh, I totally get that. I get that. (laughs) So your bio and stuff, like I already knew this, but um, you have studied with so many people you've worked with and met so many people. I mean, I could rattle off some, I mean, Catherine Buttig, Buttig, Baron Batsby, like who, who else, who else? Like you have, there's been a lot. Yeah. I feel fortunate that I've, I've gotten the opportunity to study with so many people. There've been so many great workshops that have come through Cleveland or or Columbus that if there is a teacher I'm drawn to, I make the effort to try and get to them. Mm -hmm. I believe though that I, I think when I was younger and I was just getting into my practice as a teacher, so practicing yoga as a teacher, but also teaching yoga, um, Johnny was one of my big, big influences. And a lot of the people that worked for him at the time as well. Um, and he's a pretty well-known teacher and he's out of Michigan and he really helped, I think, shape who I am as a teacher, which also reflects who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And then more recently, I think I've just had a lot of Baptiste influence and I love the fact that I can merge the two things I'm passionate about and create, you know, my own brand more or less through that. And I think like Johnny and Baron and people who are products of those teachers seem to be some of my bigger influences. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of a lot of teachers along the way. I, I really enjoyed studying with um, Ray Long and Leslie Kamenoff as well, who are big anatomy people. And yeah. I feel like having the opportunity to spend weekends with them was awesome as well because it elevated my teaching in a much different way versus the spiritual end of things. Theirs was pretty solely physical. Mm-hmm. and breaking different things down that happen in the body and ways to adjust things a lot with the spine yeah, and the psoas and, and being able to bring that into the style of teaching that I do to give people even 
an even greater takeaway. Right. Is there anything or that annoys you around the fact that yoga has become so popular in the West? No, I, I think that it's, I think it's so great that we've been able to Westernize a far East practice. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the, the heart of it um, may get lost a little bit in branding Mm -hmm. and building things. But I think it's great that we've been able to evolve the practice to so many different things and have taken it to so many new heights because it just means more people are getting involved. And I think if people are getting involved, you know, doing burpees in their yoga, then that's great because eventually they'll come to what, you know, what the original practice was. Right. Get a chance to experience it at some point when they're ready. And I think that that's such a great, I think it's such a great thing to say, Hey, you can do this at your gym or you can do this at your spin studio. We, we offer this everywhere. And yeah. And tap into that part of people that they may not even know is there that might not be awake yet. Yeah. And awaken that within them. Yeah. When I first started teaching, I was teaching at a um, CrossFit gym. And I think for the most part, some of them would just come and they would just want to stretch. You know, they didn't want the emotional and spiritual side. But then they kept coming back and liking that, you know, so Mm -hmm. I like seeing that. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it's just a matter of the idea of a yoga studio might intimidate somebody. Yeah. And so if you can bring it to them in their element, you know, then that's a great thing, too. I will say it's not anything that annoys me so much as it I think it's just forcing us all to use different parts of our brains and being creative as to how we get our content out into the world. Mm -hmm. And it's forcing us to really step up. And that's, I think where COVID even comes in, it's like forcing us to step outside the box a bit. Right. In order to stand out and to keep people engaged you know, mm-hmm. from a business, from a business standpoint, like how do yeah. we keep people engaged and how do we reach new people who probably really need this? Yeah. It, even more now, I think. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Is there anything new you're working on or planning? I am working on, um, my teacher training. I, I kind of brought it online because I had to oh, during yay. COVID. Yeah. It was out of six weekends, we had two in-person weekends. And then the last four, I just, I had to adapt and adjusted the schedule and how we met and content. And it actually ended up going beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I am working on that because Yoga Alliance has given us the go now, not just to be online, but to be online through next year. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah, oh, so good. I am hoping to bring my training online fully. Mm-hmm. And I have been working on, you know, some form of an online platform for practice. Mm-hmm. 
right now I just keep loading shorter videos now to YouTube. I had some longer ones on there and now I'm putting together shorter ones and then saving the longer ones for uh, my site. Awesome. Yeah. Are you going to be doing a 500 hour training anytime soon? (laughs) I, I really want to, I want to work on, on developing a 300 hour to go along with my 200. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of waiting and and seeing where yoga Alliance goes with it because of COVID. Right. So it's something I, I have thought about um, in great detail. I completed mine almost a year ago. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted to uh, become a 500 hour teacher was so that I could create more content and get it out to students like you. Awesome. I'm excited. Where yeah. can we find you on social media? I'll also link all this on um, this episode's notes too, so people can find you. Great. Um, I am on Instagram at Carrie Treester. I am on Facebook. If you just look up Carrie Treester, there are two pages. There's one that is a public page. And then my personal Facebook is also always open to to anybody to add me and my website even more importantly all this stuff is linked on there too as well as spotify pinterest linkedin all those good things okay um great thank you for being on and it was so nice to talk to you and catch up <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me this is great i i wish you so much luck on this this new endeavor of yours thank you will you be in town anytime soon I will be actually I am coming to town November 7th till the 18th and I am teaching three public classes at Cultivate Yoga Space oh nice yeah those are actually available on my website as well or you can go to Cultivate Yoga Space's website and sign up through there. Awesome. You're going to have to go do that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. You too. Thanks. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and have a great rest of your day.